Hello, welcome to Gunter Trash, episode 331, Beasts of Burden, Animal Rights. My name is Eric. And I am Jason. Hello, Jason. Hello, Eric. How's it going? <clears throat> Pretty good. It's good to hear. Pretty good. Seems fitting that we're recording in a room with a, a dog and a cat. Yeah, it is. Hopefully they, they will remain in the positions they currently are. And not have to go fight supernatural beings. Exactly, yes. Because yeah. uh, that would be frightening. That would be. Yeah. I would be worried about them. Sure. And uh, worried about the mess they would make. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm sure they would uh, make a huge mess. Oh. Uh, especially. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and honestly, no, no offense to your dog, but she's kind of dumb. Right? She's never going to make it to the wise dog system. I really don't think so, yeah. <laughs> Goo, on the other hand, and I think he'd... Uh, I think he would make a good member of the Wise Dog Society. I think so, too, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a cat. But right. But there's a cat yeah. in the Wise Dog Society in this comic. That's true. They make exceptions. Um, and there's, I believe... Oh, no. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. Okay. Spoilers for something that is not in this collection. Oh, okay. So, okay. <laughs> well, that brings up a good question. If yeah. we don't, if it's okay to go ahead and talk about the book. Sure. Um, I literally have nothing else to do. <laughs> the, this, this collection, it's a collection of short stories from various places, but this is not, like, I, I know there's more than what's in here because I, the only Beast of Burden comic I'd ever read before was not in here. Right. Is there a lot more than, than what's in here? There is not a lot more. Okay. There is, I believe, four short stories that were all printed originally in Dark Horse. Used to put out these little, like, hardcover collections of like horror comics, oh, yeah. uh-huh. like the the Book of Hauntings and the Book of whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. Uh, and so around, that's where hmm? around Halloween or something. Uh, I'm not sure when they would put them out. Yeah. Yeah. It was relatively frequent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually they would always dangle a, a you know explosive Mike McMullen Hellboy comic or something. I love when things dangle, right? Uh, so there was yeah four of those I believe, and then a four issue miniseries, okay. which is those are all collected in here. And then I think there were maybe two or three one shots after. This was collected. Okay. Uh, including the Hellboy crossover. That's the one I've read. Right. Yeah. I bought it because it was like Jill Thompson doing Hellboy. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and then there's a new one that came out about two, three weeks ago, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, look what the cat dragged in. Yes. I think it's, I think, I believe in that one, they all get uh, possessed by the members of Poison. And uh, <laughs> these dogs like reenact a poison concert, right? It, wow. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I guess my spoiler warning uh, just <laughs> went out the window, right? Just yeah. ruined the whole damn comic. No, Ricky Rocket would never <laughs> let that happen. He's an animal rights activist. <laughs> <laughs> so are the beasts of burden. Oh, uh, it's true. The uh, yeah, this is a comic by Evan Dorkin and Jill Thompson. Yep. Evan Dorkin writes it. Yes. Uh, in the back, he uh, explains that uh, he initially was was 
asked to draw this comic, and he said, uh, no, because that would be so weird. It would be super weird. I mean, like, I bet it would still be great. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But I bet it would be a whole different kind of great. It would, yeah, because, I mean, for me, it's hard to, to see his artwork and not think of, like, milk and cheese. And, right. You know, Just, like, weird, violent comedy. Right, yeah. And this is, I mean, it has a weirdness to it. Yeah. And it has a little bit of violence and a little bit of comedy. It's, but it's relatively violent, I'd say. But, like, they're, they're, I've read a large pile of Evan Dorkin comics. Right. I mean, I've read, obviously, Milk and Cheese and Dork. I've read Pirate Corps. I've read Bill and Ted's. Uh, I've read a lot of his stuff. Right. I would never have guessed that this was him if I had just read this book without seeing the credits. Right. I've never. It's, if, it's, if I, Definitely a very different type of book than oh, yeah. he usually puts out for sure. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, it is. You know, it's got funny moments in it, uh, but but it's definitely not that sort of bitter. No, yeah, sardonic humor that he usually does. Right, yeah. and like I I love that. Oh yeah, and his book and his dork and whatever. Right, right. Like those are great and like some of the best comedy comics I've ever read. But this is this is so good. Yeah. So good. It really is. Uh, yeah, uh, Jill Thompson, who I think probably more famous for Sandman stuff and sure scary there. A couple of issues of uh, The Invisibles here and there. I uh, forgot about that. Really? I think it's may have been the first place I ever saw her mm-hmm. was in The Invisibles. Uh, but here, you know, she she's. Going for a weird sort of cartoony but realistic painted style, yeah, which totally works. Oh yeah, and it, it's totally amazing, and I do not envy her. Oh my god, having to draw. Okay, it's about <laughs> yeah, because I don't know if we've said it all, but it's about uh, a team of dogs, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, not a team of dogs, not like a sled team, but it's a, it's a group of dogs. Yeah, neighborhood dogs. Neighborhood dogs that are just friends and they yeah. meet up every once in a while. And then, uh, go on adventures. They go on adventures, but usually what happens is, uh, some sort of horrific supernatural, uh, thing is occurring. Yeah. And, uh, they are usually caught up in the middle of it. Yeah. And, and she has to draw all these dogs in various, like, like, that's one of the things they tell you when you start drawing, like, dogs and water are the two things you don't really want right. to incorporate, like, all the time into your comic because they're really hard to draw consistently. Right. And, she does it so well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's probably a ton of photo reference. I'm sure. But, uh, I'm sure she has dogs. Or... She has cats and that for sure. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's... Uh, she hasn't posted online a lot in the last couple of months, but uh, prior to that, she would uh, always post pictures of her cats. Right. Oberon and Maxine. Wow. Yeah. They're pretty, and, pretty awesome. Uh, they're pretty awesome looking cats. Uh, but yeah, so so we get uh, a pretty mixed batch of, of uh, dogs. Uh, we got a uh, Doberman, a Doberman, uh, a Pug, a Jack Russell Terrier. I would say a Beagle, a Beagle, I think uh, he's a Beagle, and, uh, and a Husky, and then uh, just your average everyday, uh, just stray Tomcat. Yeah. Uh, an orange stripy one, and uh, yeah, they they all just wind up uh, 
just dealing with a lot of weird crap. It is. It's like, I'm trying to think of, I mean, it's kind of like Hellboy in a way. A little bit, yeah. I mean, like, I guess that's why that crossover made so much sense. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's just like, a, I'm trying to think of something else like that. You know, and, <clears throat> yeah, they like seek out, or they don't really seek it out. Like you said, they just get caught up in right. stuff. All this weird stuff keeps happening to the town they live in, which is Burden, Burden Hills, Burden Hills. They are the beasts. Uh, Burden Hills. Yeah, it's not a terrible. It's not. Yeah. A, it's not great. But, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not bad. No. Um, but yeah, so basically, they're the they they're watching over this town. Yeah, keeping uh, keeping it safe. And uh, eventually, we we find out that there's like some sort of secret society of dogs who are sort of like. The watchdogs of, uh, of of the supernatural world, basically, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, the Wise Dog Society. Yeah. It's called? The yeah. Wise Dog. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, and they summon one of them to like give them advice. Yeah, yeah. They they have a summoning ritual. And, uh, originally, it's a big old shaggy dog, mm-hmm. like the shaggy DA. Yeah. I don't know what breed that is. Yeah, I don't know breeds. Big and hairy. Yeah. Uh, and then there's uh, an apprentice wise dog who's uh, a lab, maybe? Maybe a lab? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But that's yeah. totally pointless. Uh, but, but yeah, they all have, like, you know, their own distinct personalities and, and uh yeah I love that the Doberman is like the scaredy right a yeah. bunch and uh the pug is sort of like the uh, the Ben Grimm of the team right yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> uh and uh and the cat's pretty awesome too the cat is great yeah I mean maybe it's because when I cover my dog's ears I'm kind of more of a cat person <laughs> but <laughs> but that was probably my favorite character Definitely mine. Yeah, the orphan. Did you ever say his name? They just call him the orphan. He's that's his name, the yeah. orphan. Because yeah. yeah, they all have names. Uh, the Doberman is Rex. I think the Beagle is Jack. The Husky is Ace. The Pug is Pugsley, and then the the Terrier is Whitey. Whitey. Yeah, and then the yeah, Orphan. Uh, yeah, such a good book. Oh my God, it's beautiful. It's so, it's so cool because it, it's all these short stories. Like, I love that they can just tell a short story. Right. And Even the, the four issue miniseries, they're, they're single issues. Yeah. Yeah. They just all, I mean, they do kind of have a thread that's built in. Sure. Which, you know, that's the best, we've talked about it before. That's the best kind of comics. They have ones where you can read like a 10 page thing and get something from it or a 20 page thing, or you can read all of it together and get even more. more. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so, so well done. Yeah. And her art is just gorgeous. Well, both of them uh, are master storytellers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, they've been at this forever. So, but like you said, it's just weird to associate Evan Norgan with this type of comic. Right? Yeah. Like, I can almost see Jill Thompson doing this on her own. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. Like, the combination of both of them is, is just amazing. Yeah, it's cool that he's able to, to diversify like that. Right. Because I've read, in the last couple of months, I've read some, like, Ultimville Club. Right. And it's so awesome, but it's so, like, just dense and, like, full of 
just terrible nerd like <laughs> stereotypes and right. great humor, but um, yeah, it's so different from this. But he's just as good at both. Oh yeah, uh, and yeah, every story is is compelling and and just obviously gorgeous. Uh, and yeah, I like that every single thing in here could be read on its own, but like you know, you read the whole thing and there's like a through line. Sure, yeah. that. that you know, everything is connected somewhat. Uh, I love the monsters they fight. Like, oh, yeah. They're beautiful. I mean, they're beautiful to look at, but they're just interesting, too. Like, like there's this giant frog monster they end up fighting. <laughs> it's so disgusting. Yeah. It's like a job of the hut, like, you know, through like a guar filter. Right. Or yeah. Uh, and I love that they, uh, she used Sekhmet, the, uh, Egyptian goddess. Yeah. Um, because I had, like, I don't know, I, like, had a little thing with Sekhmet uh, where I, like, I did a short film years ago. Okay. And I used Sekhmet as the villain. Really? Yeah. Huh. So that was kind of cool to see. <laughs> yeah. But Jill Thompson's, like, rendering of Sekhmet was amazing. Like, that whole two-page oh, yeah. spread where she's, like, being conjured yeah. is amazing. And, uh, yeah, then throughout there's also, like, ancillary characters that kind of show up, and then they re-show up later, and then, you know, you, you realize that, you know, there's, like, a big world being built here. Oh, yeah. And it's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, like, like you know, it's, it's definitely got, you know, a sense of humor as well, and, you know, but, but it can also, like, yeah, at times it's, like, incredibly oh, sad. Oh, my God, <laughs> yeah, like, this, like, I won't say what it is, but, like, there's a story of... Uh, it's like a dog and his boy. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Wow. That was rough. Like, I love how they turn that whole thing on, on its side. Though. Right, right. Uh, <clears throat> it's incredible. And, uh, you know, but also occasionally, you know, it's, a, it's also a horror comic, too. Oh, yeah. So it, it gets bloody and violent and pretty gory yeah. at times. So definitely, like, I think. I think it's in this, because cause I've read this, and then I read the newest one shot, so I don't remember which, because there's, like, back matter in this, you know, kind of detailing oh, yeah. the whole thing, but also within the, the latest one shot, there's, like, a letters column where Evan Dorkin talks a lot, and so I don't know if it was that or this, but he talks about how, like, he's had many, numerous conversations at conventions with parents. Oh, uh, it wasn't in this Okay, one. all right. About whether this is you know appropriate for their kids or not, right? He's just like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it has it has a look and an initial feel, even when you start reading it. They're like, oh, okay, like this is an all ages kind of thing, right? But then, like, <coughs> not only does it get kind of dark and violent, or there's you know, there's some massive bloodshed, right? right? Right. But there, you know, I mean, there's some like, you know, I think, I think. The Pug, especially like curses. Every yeah, 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 they do curse a little bit. Minor yeah. curses. Yeah. yeah, it's not like Evan Durkin's usual affair. Right. Yeah. It's not like us. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it does kind of off. You know, off the initial glance, it definitely looks like an all ages friendly thing. But right. It's maybe uh, liberal parents would, would right, let their kids yeah. read it, but it it's not it's not horrible. It's not like so gratuitous and weird. It's just, right. It's just a little... It's definitely not meant for kids. It's not the target yeah, audience. Yeah. So, uh, I think he even mentioned that uh, his daughter 
I think he says she's about 11 right now. And that when they first started doing this, she was like 7 or so. And, uh, or maybe even younger. And, uh, like one of the stories, uh, one of the first, the short stories, like, made her cry. And, like, she still hasn't forgiven him for killing <laughs> off, like, one of the, the animals. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't even, like, a main member of the cast. Right. Yeah. But just, yeah, no kidding, was through a story where an animal dies. Right, right. It's, it's really awesome. Yeah. I, I'll definitely pick up that Look What the Cat It's really good. It actually, because... It's it, about the witch's cat? It is. Yeah. It is pretty much a direct follow up to like some of the stories that are in uh, in this book. Even though like I said there's been maybe one or two other one shots between them. I'll have to look for those. Yeah, but I can't remember which I actually I actually almost bought this Beast of Burden collection. Um like a couple of conventions ago I saw a guy that had like damaged trade paperbacks. Yeah. He was right next to our table. And he had it, and it was only a couple of dollars. But I was like, ah, I just don't need to spend any more money. And, right. Like I've got too many books to read, but um, yeah, I highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Damaged or not, right? Because I think I'd read some of the short stories in the, the Dark Horse books, and I enjoyed them. You know, and I got the Hellboy crossover, and uh, like I don't know if I just missed when they came out with the miniseries or not. So, like, I didn't have oh, okay. any of them. You know, and so I figured, yeah, you know, I'll try to find this. And I think it went out of print for a little while. Like, I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, so then when the one-shot came out, they you know, resolicited this uh, bonnet. Uh, but, man, you know, like, I met Evan Dorkin last fall at a convention. And uh, I had him sign my... Hellboy, Beast of Burden crossover. Because oh, nice. I could not find any of my copies of Dork. <laughs> and, and of That's course, sweet. like when I got home, there they, they were immediately. There they were. All of them. They were just like laying on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Underneath a couple of other books. Right. And I had looked in that stack like six times. So like, <laughs> I know that's where they were. <laughs> that's weird. Uh, but, uh, man, I would say 90% of the people in his line had this book. Oh, wow. The hardcover, yeah. So this is probably done well for him. Oh, I'm sure, yeah, for both of them. And uh, there was there was some, some issues. Yeah, wasn't there a little controversy where, like, they they didn't get along for a while? Uh, I don't, I don't know if it was that they didn't get along, but it was that, uh, like, Jill Thompson, you know, she did a Kickstarter, like a Scary Godmother Kickstarter thing. And she... Basically, just stopped working on Beast of Burton. And, like, even though, you know, uh, it had won, I think it won an Eisner. Yeah. And, uh, like, there's even, like, a movie being developed for it. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Which, when when I was reading this, I did kind of see, like, an animated movie oh, sure. in my head for this. Definitely. Yeah. Uh,. But, uh, yeah, she just kind of stopped working on it. Like, he had written a script, and they had been offered, like, some sort of, like, uh, like, Bongo Comics offered them, like, a deal to, like, do, like, almost not Beasts of Burden, but, like, a Beasts of Burden parody for The Simpsons <laughs> or a Halloween special. Right. Uh, with this 
cats and dogs from <clears throat> you know, the Simpsons. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, but like she wasn't like returning phone calls or emails or anything like that. And so basically, like, this went on for a while, and, like, finally, Bevan Dorkin just kind of blew up on Twitter and just kind of called her out and just laid out the entire thing. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I need to work. Like, I need money. Yeah. You know, and this thing is successful, and it's popular, and it's gaining us a lot of attention, and she just killed it. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like, it's one thing if, you know... She would like let us know what's happening. Like if she seemed to break or whatever. Right, yeah, but she like, wouldn't even talk to them. And then he was like, you know, I even thought about trying to get another artist on board. Uh, yeah, can you imagine that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, guess it depends. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess like if you had said at one point, you know, somebody else is going to be drawing Hellboy, I'd right? Be like, well, that's weird, but clearly Richard Corbin and Kevin, uh, Kevin Nolan, Kevin Nolan, Dr. Pregreo, right? All those guys are awesome. So right. I guess like it could work. Right. But I think there is a certain charm that Jill Thompson brings to it oh, that yeah. I don't know that any other person would. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it kind of makes me want to try my hand at at least, like, the gray wash watercolor style comic. Just right. Because like, she kind of goes into her process in the back of the book a little bit. Yeah. And shows, you know, her sketches and, like, how she turns them into watercolor pages. It's kind of, like... Intimidating, but oh, at the same yeah. time, it's really uh, amazing looking. So. Yeah, there's a small part of me that uh, would like to try my hand at watercolor at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Like I've dabbled, you know, a little bit, but it is incredibly difficult to do. I bet. And uh, at least to get like any sort of control over. Right, right. Because we're used yeah. to pens. Where you exactly. Like, it's pretty precise. Yeah. Yeah. Like even just using like a brush pen is more precise than. Right. Water. Oh, sure. <laughs> and that's hard enough. Right. Uh, yeah. And then, I mean, even like acrylics and oils is, is, you know, tough enough as is. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. Watercolor is intimidating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's such a good comic. Oh, man. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's like simple, but just perfectly done. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, and I I don't usually um, see myself as somebody who who's into like talking animal stuff. Like, but mm-hmm. the more I think about it, I do. I don't know. Like, Mouse Guard's really good. Right. Um, this was great. Like, it doesn't like it, like if you're looking at this book and you're like, I don't want to read a book about talking animals. Like, just get past that because oh yeah, it's so well done. Again, I don't know if it's this book or the the new one, but. Dorkin kind of mentions that a little bit too. Right. Yeah, it's just like, okay, so you can't get in, you can't suspend your belief enough for like talking animals, but you're totally fine with dudes, you know, and tights flying around and right. punching each Shooting other. Shooting lasers out of their eyes. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that could happen. Right. And, you know, yeah, I mean, hell, all you have to do really is say, you know, look at uh, Night, or not, yeah, look at uh, Animal Farm. Right. Yeah. That's a book about talking animals. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not wacky. Not, not, not really wacky. Yeah. yeah. Most of Orwell's stuff is not wacky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the Watership Down. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Secret of Nim. It's not as dark as all those, though. No. Um, like it, I mean, it does, 
it does get dark. It does, but like for the most part, I'd say it's a pretty fun, like light yeah. adventure kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it just occasionally does veer into those territories, but I'd say it's a hard PG thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was great. Yep. Can't recommend it enough. Yeah, I'll, and, and like if you're if you're not real sure if you want to buy it, because um, it's like um, twenty bucks or whatever. Yeah. Um, that look what the cat dragged in the Beast of Burden one shot came out like a month ago. Yeah, it's probably like three or four bucks. So yeah, give that or, a shot. Hell, I would even recommend uh, the Hellboy crossover. Oh yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Entry into it. I need to reread that now that I know the characters. Right. You know. Yeah, I need to dig that up myself there. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, way to go, me. Yeah. <laughs> you did Take this. full credit. You made this. Full credit. Wow. <laughs> I'm married to Sarah Dreyer. <laughs> no. I did not, did not know that. <laughs> All right. Take a break? Sure. All right. Living on the breath of a hope to be shared 
trip oh yeah leaving leaving uh, this thursday that's exciting but by the time the listener hears this i will actually be driving back from it so oh well yeah. uh you're uh are you joining the death cult yes okay yeah could you remember, know i couldn't remember what it was yeah <laughs> i knew it was something cool <laughs> should be fine yeah yeah in this day and age, I mean, you've got GPS. Right, exactly. Yeah. Nothing more can go wrong. Although, I heard yesterday from uh, a friend of mine that uh, the, the route I will be taking on this road trip, uh, I will lose my GPS signal. Really? For a good portion of it. So you're going through, like, some mountains? Yep. Uh, West Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm heading down to, to North Carolina. Uh, Sweet. Going to use all their bathrooms. Are you really? Yes. <laughs> Any bathroom I want. You're on a bathroom trip? <laughs> you, you, you know. No, nothing. I know nothing. nothing. All right. Uh, th- there's a law in North Carolina that basically is uh, to discriminate against transgendered people uh, about using the bathroom. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, where, where they are... Uh, Supposed to use the bathroom that uh, relates to the sex that they were born, right. not how they are, uh, which which is ridiculous, right? Yeah, because they're afraid that people molest children, right? If they're the wrong bathroom, right? right. Uh, yeah. So huh. yeah. North Carolina. Yeah. But 
uh, I'll be at Heroes Con, and, uh, and apparently they, they've released a statement that says that uh, they will allow anybody to use the restroom that they identify with at the con. At the con. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Because it's not a state thing. It, it, it's a con. state thing. Well, well, the con is right? yeah. what the law is, but yeah, it's state. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's always something we'll have to move past as far as right. discrimination. But, I mean, you just cannot think of a dumber thing. Right. You know, I, like, I do think that there should be a bathroom law, and it should be that you should not talk to anybody in a bathroom. There you go. Unless it's your kid, maybe. Even then. Yeah. <laughs> just, just remain quiet. Don't make any eye contact. We're, we're all there. We're all horrified to be there. Right. Just, or you should be. Right. Yeah. I can remember my worst, my first, like, horrific bathroom experience ever was when I was a child. I went to a Cincinnati Reds game. My dad took my brother and I there. And I walked into the bathroom to use it, and it's just a giant trough. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck? What? Like, I honestly thought it was, like, a joke. Like, I just, like, went in, like, a room that I shouldn't have been in. Because I was like, that guy is actually peeing in that trough. Clearly, I'm not going to also. It's so weird. Yeah. My art school had a trough. Wow. Yep. It's pretty artsy. And my art school also shared a building with a Montessori elementary school. Right. So you could just go to the bathroom and be standing next to a five-year-old. That's weird. Yep. At a trough. <laughs> right. That's so weird. Yep. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, I hope your bathroom and table experience are both good. I hope so as well. And uh, as as per usual, I will do my best to not use the bathroom as much as humanly possible right. in public. Sure, because I don't want to. Yeah, especially how oh, I can't imagine. I mean, I would hope that this is like their thirtieth year or whatever. Right. That that. They maybe have, like, you know, a pretty good, you know... We got it all worked out. ...response time on bathroom cleanliness there, but, but uh... I mean, it is a giant convention. Yeah. Full of... unclean nerds. <laughs> <laughs> right? Are there any big-time celebrities there? Uh, big-time celebrities like Matt Fraction and Kelly Sue DeConnick. Uh, that's cool. It is 100% comics-oriented. That's awesome. There, there are no television people there, no movie people, no, no has-beens, no wash-ups. Right. Just uh, unless they were has-beens and wash-ups in the comic industry. Right. Like me. Aww. Table AA2117. 2117? Yeah. Although, again, this is being posted after the show, so, so that was pointless. <laughs> Oh man, that's cool though. I love the shows like that. Like the one, we're lucky enough that the biggest show here in Dayton is like that, where it's there's not like your media guests. Which right. I'm sure they're fine people, and I'm sure sure you know, people get something like going there. But it just it really does take away from um, people spending their money and time at the tables of artists, right? And writers, yeah. 
No, I agree. Most people are, like, some, so many of them are millionaires anyway. It's like, why? Like, right. those people that do the Walking Dead TV show, it baffles me that they do so many sh- conventions. Right. Because they're, like, set. And then they charge so much to, like, have their right? autograph and a picture. It's crazy. It is super crazy. Uh, and, and I mean, okay, because cause, uh, a little bit of, you know, probably stuff I shouldn't be talking about in public, but, you know, uh, I have a friend who is a friend of someone who uh, runs a convention, and uh, we get some media guests there, like, you know, an Adam West or a Steve Gutenberg, right? And, uh, you know, and, and his sort of philosophy is that, well, people want to see that. It's popular, right? And people, you know... Will buy tickets yeah. to, to do that. More people walk in the door, probably. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, I see that point of view too, but, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it's just like with anything. It's like, you know, the store I work at, we, you know, for decades, we were, or a decade and a half, we were just comics and sports cards. And now right. we sell all kinds of stuff, like magic magic the gathering and yeah. we have like i mean there's like lanyards by a register with like pokemon <laughs> right. logo. i mean you know, we saw a lot of stuff plushies plush dolls yeah um but yeah i mean it's it sells yeah. and, and it is a crossover like it's a lot of the same nerds are into meeting steve gutenberg is right. they're into getting their superman comics right so, i understand it but personally I, yeah I, I definitely Gravitate towards the conventions that are all comic related. Yeah, so that's that's cool. That's, that's what that is. Yeah, I'm uh, you know, I mean, I'll be at my table, you know, quite a bit, but hopefully, I'll get a chance to walk around a little bit and you know, maybe stand in a line or two. Uh, I know my friend Bruce already asked me to pick up some stuff for him. So, you gonna try to meet Matt Fraction? Or have you met him before? I have not met him before. Oh, okay. I definitely will. There's actually going to be a thing uh, Thursday night. Uh, before the convention starts, where he, Kelly Sudaconic, don't know if Chip Starsky is going to be there or not, but definitely Gabriel Bond, Fabio Moon, and you know, some of the other people who work on their books. Oh, nice. uh, they're all going to be at the local BW3s. Huh. Wow. Having like a meet and greet, kind of hang out and have chicken wings and drinks with well, that's awesome. Matt Fraction and Kelly Sudaconic. I would, I would at least have drinks with them. Sure. Cool. So I'm, I'm thinking about maybe going to that, but, you know, I mean, I'm just uh, not a big uh, public person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it depends on how you feel after the trip. Exactly, yeah. I'll, I've been in the car for at least seven hours. Yeah. 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 Uh, and have probably, I think I'm probably going to leave around five in the morning. Oh, wow. So, right. you know, so I'll probably get up at like four. That's almost not earlier. And that's cool that you're getting such a jump on. Yeah. Like, I, I like, I love road trips that start super early. Yeah. Like, I just want to take my time. Yeah. Like, I don't want to feel rushed. Right. I need to be there at a specific time. Because also, you can set up your table on Thursday night oh, at the nice. convention. So, yeah. you know, if I get there relatively early, I can you know, right. just put everything there. Yeah. That's definitely preferable. Yeah. I like doing that, too. Just <clears throat> get out of the way. And you're like, okay. Right. Set. I think the only thing I need to bring is, like, my cash yeah, my phone. That's it. Art supplies, maybe, and, and your and your sales pitch. You had to bring that too. Uh, yeah, I don't have one of those. I know I'm really bad at. I can't sell. Oh yeah, uh, like I've been doing a couple conventions with uh, the aforementioned Bruce, 
uh, over the last year or so, and uh, we are terrible at uh, talking to people. Really? Oh, yeah. He's he's not too bad, is he? He, well, he's not terrible at talking to people, but he is terrible at uh, pitching the book correctly, I guess, or in an appealing way, or in a very succinct way. Okay. Like, so, like he can do it, but it is long-winded, right? <laughs> and, and very, very talky. Yeah, I've, I've a lot of times had a table, like, next to or across from someone that has a sales pitch that just drones. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, even if it's a short one, it's just repetitive. Yeah, like, I just couldn't do it. I would just rather not sell my comic. Yeah, I'm know? kind of the same way. And, I mean, I don't have a comic. Well, I mean, I've got a couple that I'll be selling, but, like, I'm going to be selling for a dollar or you know, free with a purchase. Because mm-hmm. mostly I'm just going to have art. Right. And, and luckily with that, there, there doesn't need to be much of a sales pitch. Right. You either like it or you don't. Exactly. Like, you, yeah, you see an image and you know everything there is to know. Right, yeah. Like, I, I don't have to explain any kind of story or, or plot or anything right. to anybody. Yeah. Uh, still can't sell a damn thing, but you know, we'll we'll see what happens with this. It's a big show, right? I'm hoping, to, yeah, make a buck or two. That'd be nice. Uh, yeah. At least enough to cover like your expenses. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I had to spend uh, two dollars to find out how much I'm going to have to spend in toll roads. What? Because there, there, I, I did a Google Maps, you know, search for the route that I'm going to be taking. There's two different ways I can take. Right. One is shorter and less mileage. So, I'm like, well, I'm definitely leaning towards that one. Sure. And that's the one that's going to take me through West Virginia. Uh, but on Google Maps, it says uh, this route has toll roads. I'm like, okay. And look, but there's like nothing else. Like, Google Maps will not tell you any more information. Right. right. And uh, uh, so I was like, I try to do like a just a search, you know, like toll roads, you know, Dayton to North Carolina, you know. Couldn't find anything. Finally found a website that would tell me, but you had to pay a dollar at least for one day's worth of service what? to have them tell you where the toll roads are and how much they were. Right? Yeah. Who was the site? Was uh, it a government rent? Uh, no. no. Wow. Yeah, I can't even remember now. But it's a genius, Rand. Oh, yeah. I paid $2 for two weeks worth of service to figure out that I will owe $12 total round trip. There are three $2 tolls uh, uh, through West Virginia. Wow. So $6 there, $6 back. So what What else do you get with your uh, service nope, yeah, that's it. That's all? That's it? That, that is it. You can't look up any other weird information? On that yeah, maybe. I don't know, but probably not. Oh, you got to use that. Sure. I, I should. You know, they, they have an app. I'll probably download it. Just, right. you know, use it up. Yeah. See, see if they'll, they'll point out, like, the local Walmarts or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Or, like, you know, you know, like, dinosaur bones that are right, right yeah. away. You know, <laughs> uh, of course, again, if, if I lose all service going through West Virginia, then, uh, you know, yeah. probably won't help. Right. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Samantha's a genius. <laughs> so yeah, so next episode uh, we'll have some stories to tell hopefully. I hope so. Rare. Yeah. Uh, it's rare for me to, to leave my house anymore, so. Mm-hmm. Well, you you left your house tonight. I did, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. we just felt it was felt it was right to record with all my animals around. Since yeah, this comic was all about the animals. They've been mostly well behaved tonight. Mostly. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So. uh Speaking of uh, going out, leaving the house, uh, did you you do anything or something? I I did. I, I went to the Dayton Jazz Fest today. Ooh, that was fun. Are you sure it was the Jazz Fest and not the Jizz Fest? <laughs> I know I went to that last night. Okay. Yeah. So you saw the Star Wars Cantina Band last <laughs> yeah, night. Exactly. Yeah. What were you thinking of? Star Wars Cantina yeah, Band. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> jizz. Yeah. yeah. Everybody loves jizz. Yeah. Oh yeah. This film is just very palpable. Yeah, like it's just you know, I like I like it. It's great. Um, but yeah, today was the the, the jazz, jazz festival. Yeah. yeah, it was very cool. It was free, and uh, you know, they had like two stages. You know, when one band was done, they would be like tearing down while the other stage started. So right, it was like just like real immediate. That's cool. Band to band. It mm-hmm. wasn't too hot. Yeah, I don't know. I was out earlier today and <laughs> was not enjoying it. I, I didn't get there till about four, yeah. and it was like cooling down a little bit by then. Yeah. Some shade was because was, it was like at the Crown Plaza Hotel courtyard. Okay, so there's like shady tree area. And yeah, some water. Sure, hung out by the water. So it was pretty. Yeah, danced so, a little. Was it uh, local bands or was it like anyone? They uh, the ones that we saw because we only saw I think two because one of them was starting right when we got there, and then we were in there like wow less than two hours probably right close to two hours but um so we only saw two bands but they were both from Dayton but I think they had some that were like just outside of the region okay. but, but mostly mostly Dayton yeah. Now you you went with your your lady friend and her daughter. Mm-hmm. How old is the daughter? Four. Four. She she a huge jazz fan. She loves jazz. <laughs> Even though, her, like like I mean, after she you know read Miles Davis biography, that's when she got into heroin. You know, the first time. Uh, no, she it was funny because she had been to the reggae fest like a year ago. <laughs> and, I, and I asked her about it. And I was like, "How was the reggae fest?" And it was like, "I was like, how's this compare?" And she was like, "I don't remember the reggae fest." <laughs> I was like, oh, "Okay," but she seemed to like it. She danced like that, and like it was amazing. Like she has a broken arm right now, oh. so one of her arms is in cast. And uh, she was dancing around today, and then she she was dancing with her mom, and her mom got tired, and she actually like ran over and like grabbed my hand and like had me dance with her and it was like the most <clears throat> precious adorable sure thing uh i think that's happened all all day <laughs> no <laughs> until i showed up yeah, until you until you showed up right <laughs> no but like that was that was really sweet and like that was probably the best part of the day so um it was fun and i liked the music like <clears throat> there were some weird jazz covers like i one of the bands the last band did a lot of covers uh, they did like a David Bowie song and a, hmm. a Donovan and a Beatles song, but they had a female vocalist. Oh, wow. so it was really good. They're, they're letting ladies sing now, huh? Well, you know, last year this was the Women in Jazz Festival, hmm. and this year they changed it to be more. It was weird because I remember reading the article this week about <laughs> how I found out about it. it was in the city paper, and it said we changed it to make it more inclusive to to allow men to be there too. I was just like, that's something you don't usually hear. No, yeah. So it was, it was, I mean, I have no problem with 
been being allowed to perform at jazz. Right. But it was it was just yeah. Mm. Not what you expect. Hmm. All right. Yeah, so now it's just going to be some real men's rights activist shit yeah. happening right yeah. there. <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. I uh, also spent time with a small child yesterday. Oh. Yeah. Hey, it was a trough. Uh, a trough, yep. <laughs> it was... Uh, not nearly as adorable as uh, what happened to you, because uh, it's a trough. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, my my friend Creighton, uh, he's uh, he's turning six on Tuesday, so his parents uh, had a uh, had a birthday party for him. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, it was a superhero themed birthday party. Oh wow! And so all the kids were running around wearing uh, masks and capes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Which one did you dress as? Power Girl. You always well, do Power Girl. Well, uh, there. Uh, I'm surprised I haven't seen it online yet, but there is a picture of uh, me and then my friend Bruce. Uh, Bruce is wearing, I believe, a Batman uh, mask and cape. Yeah, or no, not the capes. We, we opted out of the capes. Uh, uh, but he's wearing a Batman mask and I am wearing Wonder Woman. Nice. Yep. Nice. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so just a cookout, and, you know, uh, man, it was like, uh, 300 degrees outside yesterday. <laughs> it was really hot, yeah. I, I sweat more than, uh, from the last time that I even worked out. Wow. Like, like, it was ridiculous. Like, just, I was exhausted, and all I did was eat and sit. Yeah. Right. I stuck around, and I helped clean up, so that was some work. But Was there, like, other superhero-related activities or themes? No, they, they had a bouncy house. Uh, the the cake was an Avengers cake. Oh, okay. So, so that was cool. kind of it, yeah. Uh, there's lots of uh, superhero-related decorations, Batmans right. and Spidermans. Was and Bruce doing, did you and Bruce do free superhero sketches? Oh, uh, we did not. <laughs> uh, Bruce was uh, mostly cooking throughout. Right. But, like, a lot of the adults wore, like, superhero t-shirts. Nice. Uh, I actually did not know of the theme uh, beforehand, uh, but uh, still wore my Superman shirt. Right. So, I totally fit in. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a Flash shirt, a Captain America, Batman, lots of Batman. Oh, man. Yeah. He's popular with the kids. He is, yeah, yeah. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, just, yeah, mostly just been gearing up for this show. Yeah. I'm sure that's gonna take a lot of your time and attention. Yeah. I hope it's rewarding. I hope so as well. If not fiscally, uh, at least, you know, just fun. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of looking at it as a vacation. And, uh, it's the first vacation I've taken in like 10 years. Right. Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah. How long are you going to be done? Uh, I'm leaving Thursday, coming back Monday. Okay. So, four days, five days, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And that's awesome. Uh, so, so uh, next week will be a uh, Get a Trash Skip Week. I'll, I'll just record it with Brass Builders. All right, that's fine. <laughs> just giving the keys to your house. Sure, sure. No, uh, I think you can just do it here. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I have to borrow your phone. Yeah, I think Matt Brashford has a phone. Uh, okay. yeah. uh, even if, I'm sure uh, he'll just make Juliet do something. 
Yeah, yeah, we could record it at the. Uh, oh, yeah, do it at Wiseau. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just do it in between commercials of Alpha Room. Alpha yeah. Room. Right. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be fun. Yeah. Well, I wish you nothing but luck. Well, thanks, sir. I mean, the good guy. Right. Yeah, I appreciate that yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, I, I I hope you uh, remain alive while I'm gone. I I will try. All right. I'll try. <laughs> Hopefully, Goo will be here. Yeah. And I'm sure I'll probably text you at some point throughout uh, the show. Yeah, I'm sure. sure. Like you know, if I see a, a new issue of Come Along or something, <laughs> I I do have to look and see. I haven't looked to see who all is there. Like I try not to do that. Like to give you stuff to. Right. Hey, I do it to you every time you go to an out of state I mean, show. Yeah, I don't mind. Right. But, but yeah, I, I just know, like, especially if you're behind a table, though. Yeah. Hurts. Hey. But I'll, I'll look and see. Right. If there's anybody, I'm just like, oh my God, I need to, this guy's new book. Right. Yeah, by all means. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm picking some stuff up for, for my friend Bruce, and, uh, I think Joe is going to let me know if, uh, he's, he's going to get anything. So, you know, by all means, I, I will do it. Sweet. But only for you three. Okay. Anyone else is, you know, <laughs> shit out of luck. Right. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Bob Burden's there. Uh, I don't know. I I really haven't looked at the guest list either. Okay. I'll check that out. Yeah. That's cool. If nothing else, I'm sure the drive will be beautiful. Too. Hopefully. Yeah. Renting a car, so so at least I'll have air conditioning. Who would you get? I don't know yet. It should be like a Buick Verano. Is 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 what I put on the website. So we'll see what I actually get. Right. Yeah. They might give you a free upgrade. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Although, when I rented, I specifically chose what I chose because the mileage was better. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So if they upgrade me, you know, they might, might, screw you. might not get as good mileage as right. uh, you know, the, the car that I'm supposed to be renting. Sure. Yeah. Oh, man. So I guess when you do come back, we're going to be watching a movie. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah. So I've got a movie in mind. It, uh, uh, it, it's, it kind of has two titles. No. Oh. But, but, uh, it was, uh, released theatrically under one title. And when it came out on, uh, DVD, it, uh, they didn't really change the title, but the DVD box art certainly put the title, uh, not as prominent on it. Weird. As they did a the tagline, <laughs> uh, but it's a Tom Cruise movie. Oh, awesome! Uh, <laughs> released theatrically, called "The Edge of Tomorrow." Uh, probably better known to a lot of people now as "Live Die Repeat." Huh. Okay, I've never heard of either of them. All right, <laughs> it's based on the comic. I know okay. that much. Uh, and, and it was a total failure, and uh, but but a lot of people said that uh, it's a shame it was a failure because it was actually really good. So, huh. wow, yeah, I've never heard of it. Hope it's really good. So it's called Edge of Tomorrow. It's called Edge of Tomorrow, but also known as Live Die Repeat. Yeah. Well, that is catchier. It is. It yeah. really is, yeah. and it also kind of tells you what the movie's about a little right. bit. Yeah, <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow is so like bland. Yeah. And- Vague, yeah. generic. Like, yeah, that could be the name of a sci-fi movie yep. or like an upscale restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Documentary about an upscale restaurant, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> or like, yeah, some, some um, shaving right. product, right? Or, or just, uh, or, yeah, yeah. 
been listening to that, or uh, I'd say even like uh, the sophomore efforts of a '90s alternative band. <laughs> right? Yeah, that does sound like a very <laughs> early, early '90s. Yeah, yeah but live die. Like if if someone's like, "Hey, have you heard of that new restaurant, Live Die Repeat?" <laughs> I'd be like, "No, let's go." <laughs> Like, usually my first question is, do they have anything vegetarian? But I would just go there. Sure. I would just try it. Yeah, you can get french fries. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I'm sure they have beer. Right, yeah. All that. There you go. So. <laughs> oh, I just realized that I'm drinking out of an animal's cracker glass. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that'll be a movie in a couple weeks. A couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. Well, I look forward to it. Yeah, me as well. Alrighty. Thanks for joining us. Uh, pick up your copies of Beasts of Burden. Indeed. It's very good. Yeah. Alright. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.